0: <laughs> on that note <laughs> hey guys welcome to Notorious <laughs> Women podcast I'm Lavetta, and I'm Miriam and this is Notorious Women a comedy podcast about some of history's most notorious women yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> oh god I'm hanging in there um yeah My hot girl summer hasn't quite started yet, but listen, it's not summertime
1: yet. So you have some time. I don't care if it's 90 degrees out. (laughs) I, I, the June 21st girl, when does this come out? Oh, I don't know.
0: (laughs) It won't be June yet. No, it hasn't gotten
1: here yet. I'm still off track. So much time. So, and also like your hot girl spring right now. Okay. (laughs) Okay, there's like flowers surrounding your aura. I can see it. Little rain, not a lot because California, but you know. Hot
0: girl spring.
1: Yeah, I just invented that and I'm patenting it, patent pending. So don't try to use it because mm-hmm, it's mine.
0: I will take that. Well, I guess we should get started on <laughs> we that note. get started. Uh, I right. believe this week you are first, my dear. Is me?
1: It's you. I'm a winner. Yes.
0: What is your, Uh, who's your notorious woman this week for me?
1: Okay. Listen, I went down the rabbit hole and I'm so excited. I'm a little too excited. Okay. Okay. Have you heard of Gwen Shamblin Laura? That sounds vaguely familiar.
0: Shamblin sounds Mm. like a made up name that a Southern person (laughs) (laughs) would make up to sound
1: fancy. All right. Well, it's funny. Uh, You're kind of creeping into the truth here. Um, So here, listen, there's a whole documentary that HBO did on this woman that I deep dived in. Now, I did all my research beforehand before watching the documentary. (laughs) And then I was like, well, let me just turn on the documentary, you know, to, to fulfill. I watched the whole thing last night. Is this the
0: lady that has a hundred million dollar house in Florida or is it the lady with Mm -mm. the crazy hair,
1: crazy hair girl, crazy hair.
0: Okay. I know I have her, her image in my head, but I don't know anything about her. So this is going to be good. Oh my God.
1: I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) let let me start out. Let me be calm. Let me, um, okay, Um. here we go. So (laughs) they don't really know much about her before. She went to college, like she was born February 18th, 1955, born and raised in Tennessee. I managed to find her father's name is Walter Henley, who was a doctor. I cannot find who her mother is. Um, I know that she earned an undergrad degree in dietetics and a master's degree in food and nutrition with an emphasis in biochemistry from the university of Tennessee in Knoxville. So she was a registered dietitian, a consultant, and a faculty member at Memphis State University for five years. Like, this all sounds kind of boring, right? She also worked in the city's Tennessee Department of Health for five years. Hmm. Okay. It's fine. So she happened to be raised in a Church of Christ family, um, which happens to be strict about not letting women be leaders in the church. That's like, just like put that little nugget, like in your brain for later. Okay. 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 Um, so it's in there, all right, just put it in, let it stew. All right. So in 1978, she married David Chamblin, and they had two children, Michael and Elizabeth. Okay. So in 1980, she began a weight control consulting practice. Doesn't that sound like it's a real thing? <laughs> I'll go on. Um, so she apparently had struggled with her weight in college, and she counseled, after all that education, that genetics, metabolism, and behavior modifications did not explain why some people uh, stayed thin and other people were overweight. So our girl here founded the Weigh Down Workshop. Weigh as in, how much do you weigh? Weight, mm. weigh, I- weigh down. See what they did there?
0: I see what she did there. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I see it.
1: Um, So it was a weight loss program with no food restrictions, no exercise regimens, no weigh-ins, no no calorie counting, uh, which started in 1986. That sounds good, right?
0: So it's like the anti-Weight Watchers.
1: Was it though? uh, Right. Yeah. Like you think it, right? Mm, Right. mm Mm-hmm. So experts were like a little bit concerned that it eliminated exercise and it didn't suggest like some nutrient dense foods like, you know, but that's fine. So as she was developing the way down workshop, she got her master's degree uh, at Memphis State University. Um, So as part of a counseling center, she hosted the first class in a mall in Memphis, Tennessee. So it was a way down workshop class. Okay. Um, it, they were offered as small classes in retail settings and like non-religious settings. So you can imagine okay. where I'm going with this.
0: Yeah, this sounds very like Weight Watchers, Curves.
1: Right. Like yeah. women come to me, I have the answer, right? Yeah. So she began hosting the program at Bellevue Baptist church near Memphis in the nineties. So um, uh, mm-hmm, yeah, that's going to be good. So the program was a 12 week seminar guided by video and audio tapes, which featured her obviously. So by 1994, the program was offered in about 600 churches in 35 States, 1995, more than a thousand churches in 49 States, great Britain and Canada. 1996, more than 5,000 churches. Damn. Cool. Yeah. And like 10% of this was in her home state of Tennessee. So, like, That's basically. spread quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, in 1996, the Way Down Workshop had a staff of 40. They built a headquarters in Franklin, Tennessee, and she began hosting an annual summer convention, uh, a desert oasis in the Nashville area. So,. In August of 1998, the workshop hosted more than 21,000 classes with more than 250,000 participants worldwide. So she got some criticism for using Christianity in like her label while she built her business. So she was, she was connecting losing weight with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. it it only gets better it only gets better
0: so basically instead of like a a prosperity preacher
1: Mm -hmm. she's a weight
0: loss preacher
1: yeah because you you know i gotcha you gotta get a gimmick if you want to get ahead um i don't think those were the notes to that song but anyways (laughs)
0: I was was politely (laughs) ignoring that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being a friend. I won't start singing that song, but thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay, so in 1997, she wrote a best-selling book called The Way Down Diet. It sold more than 1.2 million copies. So she teaches in this book, and it's a book, so you can read it. I'm not going to lie right now because I can vouch for it. So it teaches that the love of food should be transferred to a love of God. So you cut your food portions in half and you only eat when you're hungry. So that sounds fine, right? Yeah, that Uh, sounds fine. Yeah. All right. I mean, like, I disagree, but like, okay, do you? But I'm going to keep talking. So in this book, she writes how she hates her body. She writes how her body is, is the worst. She couldn't control herself. Listen, if you like look at pictures of her, she probably was fine and just like hated her body because she was told to hate her body, you know? Right, right. Um, So she says from the book, only feed the stomach when it growls or burns. She burns? Burns, yeah. Okay, okay. some... More fun facts from the book. She says, you'll enjoy making food for your family and not eating it. So and she gives you tips on how to distract your family from the fact that you actually aren't eating. Um, so she al- she's
0: preaching a eating
1: disorder. what? What'd you say?
0: What? It sounds like allegedly <laughs> it it sounds like, like. like it as someone who has struggled with, Ninety-nine point five percent of women, uh, body issues, and like we wanted Uh to be skinny, especially when you're younger.
1: Um, Yeah, not eating works. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It It does. It'll also kill you, (laughs) right? You'll die, but you'll get. You'll be real thin, right? You'll be real thin. Um, I mean, or even not. But you'll definitely, like, have some organ trouble. Yeah, but you
0: also learn that not eating does work, but it's not sustainable.
1: It's not. So in the book, she also explains that people have zero excuse not to lose weight. And she gives examples. She says, like, maybe if your child is dying or you've been out of work for over a year, you can still lose weight. I said that. I did. I said that. Because you would look at it in the book. Um, And then when it comes to your children, well, we have to raise the next generation to never be fat. Right. Right. So she suggests uh, ways of convincing your children that they're not hungry. And to like, you just put their food away, just be like, you're not actually hungry. I'm going to put it here in a bag. And then you distract them so that um, they, they forget that, that you're starving, that their parent is starving them. Yeah. She wrote this down. And so basically, she wrote this down and sold it and was a bestseller. That's why you got to question when bestsellers are bestsellers. You know? (laughs) Just open the mind, right? So her theory is basically like you only eat when you cannot function. So you should enjoy that feeling of empty. She's very big on that. Enjoy that feeling of empty. And then as soon as you're full, you know, stop. And if like, if God forbid, God, huh, get it because she does this through churches. I made a joke. God, get it. See what mm-hmm. I, see what I did there. Uh, uh, you want yeah. food like outside of those parameters? You just drop down to your knees and pray, right? Pray
0: the hunger away.
1: Pray the hunger away. Okay. So, like a good Christian would care more about God than like silly material things like sustenance, right?
0: Right. <laughs> Right, of course, that makes sense to me. Not. Right?
1: Okay. And she says you have to reach God's hunger point in order to allow yourself to eat. Cool. Um. So and then okay, there's this there's this YouTube channel called Fundy Fridays, and I love her so much. And her response to the book was this: reads like the ramblings of a starving madwoman. And I, <laughs> I had to share that because that's funny.
0: Oh my god, that's hilarious.
1: Um, so she, she had an interview with Larry King. Where she talked about how she was once 20 pounds overweight, even though she was exercising like a fiend and she tried to throw it up, but it didn't work. So she ended up with this, like no explanation, no, nothing just like, yeah, that was fine. And F- the th- let's talk about the fact that nobody was calling her out. Nobody was like, This was the 90s. The 90s were
0: wild. We find it out. Like, they were wild.
1: They were crazy. Um, Okay. So then she gets crazier. Ready? All alleged. "Mm," But, you know, other people have proven it. So here we are. She built a faith based diet empire to create her own church. So she was doing all this through churches and then decided she wanted her own church. It's called the Remnant Fellowship Church in Franklin, Tennessee in 1999. Uh, and then she completed, she created a building in Brentwood, Tennessee, 40 acres in 2004, it was done. So around this time, she also decided to change her tune as to the basic foundation of her Christian belief and what, like, her followers should believe. So, okay, listen, this Jewish girl cannot claim to know much. Okay, that's me. I'm me. That's me. So she she sends an email to her followers saying that she believed that the doctrine of the Trinity was not biblical on August 10th, 2000. So... She was changing Christian doctrine that had been agreed upon by, like, all of Christianity for thousands of years. Yeah,
0: she was like, the, no, I I don't want to. That's the one who was raised a uh, Southern Baptist. Uh, the Holy Trinity is pretty fundamental to uh, I mean <laughs> Christianity.
1: I mean, as far as I know, I mean, I don't know much, but I know that yeah so she was really big on like a hierarchy where god is on top i don't know listen i'm not going to go into those details but that's what happened and all i know is that the churches were pissed and some evangelical evangelical churches dropped her program um they canceled the publication of her next book she was removed from the women of faith website um and some of her employees left Now there's a theory that she was looking, yeah, but she didn't care. She doubled down because she was building her own church. Remember? Yeah. So she didn't need other churches. Well, apparently she
0: did to run that program.
1: Well, I'll go on. Here we go. So she was trying to set herself apart. It caused a massive stir. So what happened as well is that she had this business the way down headquarters And there was a phone counselor and who who loved her and wanted and believed in her, but was then um, instructed that this was a business and she was there to sell, sell, sell. And the churches were just the outlet. So she left and then um, other people sued her because her employees, her employees were a couple of employees and sued her because they accused her of forcing them to go to remnant church. So the lawsuit settled and everything is alleged 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 it's okay. all alleged okay. okay so she also in upon selling her theory kept referring to the holocaust just like over and over again then she denied it but i mean there's video i've seen wait, a lot of video wait a mm-hmm. minute so i'm sorry i'm well, just yeah so she, Why did I say
0: holocaust? she denied yeah. <laughs> she denied referring
1: to the holocaust or denied the holocaust mm-hmm. She no 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 she did not deny the Holocaust. This was the nineties, we weren't doing that yet. Okay. <laughs> she 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 would use the Holocaust. So she would talk about how the Jewish people were in camps getting starved and they lost weight. Hashtag uh, goals.
0: I'm sorry, what?
1: Yeah, I know. Like take a minute, because it's hard to process what I just said. Yeah.
0: So when we see so, pictures of the Holocaust, we're horrified, yes. uh, full of empathy and yes, and uh, sadness and sadness and and anger. She sees, yeah. oh wow, fabulous
1: waste. Really? They're hot. <laughs> There's a quote from her wow. that has apparently been wiped from the internet, but somewhat. So I got this from Fundy Fridays. She goes, "This is the quote." How in the holocaust did you have all these people getting down real skinny? They eat less food. Then yeah. Ew, so Well, I know, just gross. I know. It's real bad. And p- multiple people gave her several chances to clarify or explain herself. And she just apparently she made it worse. I'm going to read an interview. Are you ready? <clears throat> yeah. So Gwen says When people are in prison camps and eat less food, they lost weight. All of them. The interviewer tries to clarify. Miss Shamlin, are you sure? Surely you're not making comparison between the force of starvation of a population and middle class Americans eating habits. Are you honestly doing that? Gwen responds. I have been for 15 years and a lot of people have responded. Mm Mm hmm. Um, she justifies her despicable, dangerous, terrible eating plan by saying that some of those Jews survived. Mm.
0: How? How? Mm-hmm. I'm just so. Mm. Yeah. How can you be awesome. this dumb? Yeah. And this loud, and make <sighs> this much money? Because I'm assuming she made a lot,
1: a lot of money. Girl, she made so much money. Okay, like. Yeah. The, okay. So, so what you're
0: saying is I'm too smart. We're too yes, smart.
1: Yes. Yes. Um,
0: and too quiet. And that's yeah. the reason we haven't made gobs. That's of money what I'm saying. Listen, I was idiot. talking.
1: Idiots. I was talking to Sal about maybe starting my own church. <laughs> um, I don't know what the hook will be because I don't know. Like weight loss is like my jam, but like I don't know something. Like if you. Say this Shakespeare, God will love you and you'll go to heaven. Give me a million dollars. Yeah? No? All
0: right. I just don't understand. Okay.
1: Okay, go ahead. (laughs) All right. So she's, this church is starting. There is a whole, this is basically people would join the church. It was about weight loss. If you lost weight, you were successful. People would go up there. People would cry and be proud of you. Um, If you were seen, you know, there was a lot of like fat shaming. um, and, And basically people were starving. Right. And you you had to it was more than just showing up on Sundays. She created this sort of compound where she would convince everyone to like work for her. And so everyone was working with everyone else and so there was this bubble. Um also like there was like some solid Jewish appropriation happening. Like that was fun. Well um, it sounds
0: like a cult, allegedly.
1: It does allegedly sound uh, like a I very solid cult.
0: And of course she's gonna bring in more Jewish mm-hmm. she, Of course she's gonna appropriate yep. <laughs> Can't yep. you think And she used she the Holocaust and be like Look how thin they got.
1: What? <laughs> and you see like some videos of like Jewish weddings where they, they're, they're on the chair. She uses that. They have a Passover service with like Hebrew letters. I'm like, y'all, no, no. Um, And so also like here, fun little quick fact. She lived in a plantation house. Just thought you would like that.
0: Of course she did.
1: Of uh-huh. course she did. And the, the people who went to the church would, like, dress alike. They would act alike. Their children would dress similarly. And the way they dressed their children was, like, turn-of-the-century, like, white frill. Like, boys look like little old Fauntleroy, who's adorable. I loved that book. Um, like, it was very kind of archaic, is that the word? Um you also were you not mean allowed Little
0: House on the Prayer ish.
1: Like even of? before that. No, yeah, kind yeah. Yes, but like fancy. Okay. Fancy fancy.
0: Okay.
1: Um, you could not go to therapy. You could not have meds, and you had to be happy all the time.
0: Yeah, this uh-huh. sounds like Yeah. Allegedly a cult.
1: Yep. I allegedly agree. Wow. Okay. So there was a whole thing. She has two children, Elizabeth and Michael. Now I could get, listen, go watch the whole thing. It's so good. I could get into detail. But what a good example of how they ran things was at one point her daughter had a mis, uh, not a miscarriage, her her youngest baby died of sin, of SIDS. And awful, right? Terrible. And she essentially swept it under the rug. Nobody was to talk about it. But behind closed doors, there are people who've come out and said that they were called to get um, counseled was, I think, the word that they used, which just meant kind of yelled no, like nobody wanted that because I was terrifying um, to see who did the wrong thing to piss off God in order to hurt that child. Like they, blamed, they basically blamed the quietly blamed the congregation.
0: Uh wait a minute, I'm sorry. So her grandchild died of SID. Yes. And she came back to the congregation and basically accused him from the pulpit of either praying for the child's demise or not praying enough and being not faithful and just enough. not being
1: Yeah. Now okay. from what I gather, it was never talked about like in public. And then Outside of it, you'd get a phone call or you'd get like, hey, you need to come talk to us. And they'd be like, well, what have you been doing? Well, like, have you been living uh, a truly sinless life? Like, how are you eating too much? Like, what are you doing to cause this terrible thing?
0: So if somebody have a pork chop.
1: Yo, Oh, no. That
0: means the reason that's the reason that the child died.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, Because yeah.
0: they didn't take the child to the hospital or because or unfortunately, bad child things sometimes happen to babies. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I'm still so with you. Okay. So so speaking of children, this is where it gets extra good. Um I don't mean good, let's be real. She was very big into how you discipline your children. She was Uh-oh. huge into that. And she encouraged spanking to a degree where quote her, if they're not scared of a spanking, you haven't spanked them. If you really if you haven't really spanked them yet, then you don't love them. You love yourself. And there's like, you know, a moment where like a two-year-old got so spanked that probably traumatized. And she used that as an example of how to discipline your child. I bet you she didn't talk back anymore. And this was a two-year-old. So this woman sucks. I'll just say it. Sucks.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on this one.
1: So there's... This woman is not only...
0: Uh, I'm sorry, this woman is not go only on. an idiot, she's heartless, creepy, weird, uh, and perfect for a cult leader, uh, I'm just going to say.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so, go
0: ahead.
1: So there was a whole thing, like this is so, like I could go on for days, but I won't. But here, there. okay, so there was a whole lot of accusations made against her and the church for years about a lot of things now one of which was child abuse there was a thing that happened to an eight year old boy named joseph and his parents were, were members and they they had a really hard time with him and it's a, it's like a long awful story but ultimately that child died and Aww. when the coroner analyzed the body the child died of child abuse. Like that was the final. No. that, And so the parents were put on trial and then the church was analyzed. Now they weren't able to find anything from the church itself or at least enough to actually say that the church encourages this. Right. Um, but But what we do know is that the church... Paid for the parents' defense, um, you know, lots of money. Um, and we also know that they do that a lot. They will try to defend. Now, I will say, okay, that the HBO docu series tells you that there is a response that they finally did hear from Remnant Church because Remnant Church had nothing to do with the documentary. But they did post a response on their website. So I went to their website. So now they're stalking me. And um, basically, I I can't even read the deny. They deny everything, literally everything. They deny all of it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. There's just too much to deny. But if you ask them, they're body positive, LGBTQIA supporting, gentle parenting, anti-racist. Like, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. So, you know... Yeah, cool. So they also have members sign custody of their children over to the church in their will.
0: No. Yeah.
1: And when no. divorce happens in the church and they, ha- they have their own lawyers and they will use those lawyers to fight for the parent who's staying in the church to keep the kid. And they attempt to separate the kids from the family that's left. It's all alleged. Everything is alleged. Alleged, right. alleged, alleged. Of course. Um, so the investigation didn't turn up anything. The, but yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's alleged. <laughs> okay, so she had a hard stance against divorce until she changed her mind about her own marriage. And in 2018, she divorced her first husband. And two months later, she married her second husband, Joe Lara. Um, And the wedding was in the church that was paid for by church members. Um, And some church members did not like it. Um, Especially because Joe was overweight. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. And that I mean, the whole Joe and Gwen thing is like long and complex, but also like a little hilarious. They had their own YouTube channel. And Joe like was an actor. He played Tarzan in Manhattan. Remember the movie in like 1980 something that he was Tarzan. So,
0: oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's so um funny. okay.
1: May 29th, 2021. Gwen and six church leaders including her husband Joe, her son-in-law Brandon, and uh a couple of other people who were uh Church leaders went into a private jet bound for Palm Beach, Florida, and crashed, and they all died. No. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They were headed to a to a MAGA event in Uh, Florida.
0: Oh okay. (laughs) I did not (laughs) expect you to say that. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay, yeah. uh-huh, yeah, no. I mean, you know we we respect all life, but but wow, I mean, for people who really want to place blame when bad things happen on on your actions, I just find, I don't know, I'll let you all fill in the blank of what I'm thinking. What is interesting is that, and this woman had gazillions of dollars. She left nothing to the church.
0: You shut shut your mouth.
1: I shut cannot. your mouth. It all went to her kids. Not a dime.
0: But wasn't the church hers?
1: I mean, yeah. How she made her money.
0: Shut your, <laughs> shut the front door. <laughs> shut your mouth. Shut your mouth.
1: And the church is like, no, no no no, she built the building. This building is worth 10 million dollars. She's essentially given us, but she had so much more money. Wow. Um, but you know, wow. Again, wow. all that is part of the denial letter. Deny, deny, deny. Their their reaction to all the things. You could go on the website. I don't know how much you want to traffic this website. Um, the church is still running. You know, I don't think that they're, like, listening to our podcast or anything. Um, What does she
0: die of? What does she die of?
1: Like, plane crash.
0: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry.
1: But, like, apparently there was a whole thing because Joe used to, like, fly planes and um, he hadn't in a long time. But then Sugar Mama, I'm sorry, his new wife was able to pay for, like, you know, upgrading the flight like certifications or whatever you need and like getting a fancy new plane so
0: after all of that like, she married a fat man
1: oh <laughs> but I mean, she starved him so like later on in the youtube series he's skinny again
0: oh he's oh he's skinny again okay okay yeah. i was gonna say i was I like, like is
1: that worth that i don't know that that's worth it millions of dollars but you can't enjoy food ever again i
0: know I you know, like, and, and listen. It. I'm not fat shaming because I have been every size between a four and a fourteen. Um, yeah. So, it's. I think you have to love people no matter what size they are, and if people suddenly gain weight, then usually that's indicative of something else. But I'm definitely not right. like a body shamer or whatever. But I just find it so odd that mm-hmm. she's so just- like fixated on being skinny. And your yeah. second husband is larger. And then, of course, you starve the poor man to death. I'm with you. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's worth living in million-dollar homes if I can't have pork chops. I don't think so.
1: If I can't have, like, delicious pork chops made by, like, I mean, that's what you use your money for. That's what I use my money for. <laughs> the fancy yeah, food. Or like, yeah, fancy food
0: and, like, like, you feel satiated. I mean, everybody yeah, has different relationships food. with food, but... I'm with you. I don't think it's worth it to live in a fancy house if I can't enjoy Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. yogurt.
1: Well, you can enjoy a bite of yogurt. No, or I, like then I full. can't go
0: to the right. I can't go to the fridge when I'm hungry and like
1: what's well, complete. It's really interesting because eat the, a whole yogurt, the, <laughs> right? The you know the, this they they really deep dive. It's a good. It's called the Way Down on HBO, the docu series where they they interview a lot of people who left. And they talk about how like their bodies were very damaged, like yeah, like I just want to be clear, like if it's just I didn't trigger a warning, but like you know if you have weight stuff, like like one woman talks about how she her kidneys aren't fun- aren't functional in the correct way anymore because yeah, like starving when starving yourself has massive
0: starving yourself is um, not good. That is why when you're lost in a jungle. <laughs> Or crashed on an yeah. island and you're starving, people start eating people. Hello, Yellow Jackets. Yeah. I'm just saying, listen, <laughs> people start looking um, delicious.
1: But if you think about it, it's a great way to control people. They're hungry. Yeah. they're not. I mean, look how the s- society makes women care more about what size they are than like the state of the world we live in. You know what I mean? Or, like, or it's the a state great of their own bodies
0: as long as it looks a certain way. As long as it's exactly, thin. and
1: I've—I mean, when I was nursing two babies, I got really thin, but I was exhausted, and I actually had a, like an injury. And I remember getting all this, all these compliments, and being like, "I feel like shit. <laughs> like, I, know. I wish I had more weight, and I didn't feel as bad." Yeah. Um, and I wasn't trying to do it; it was just my—that was my body chemistry doing what it does. Um, I just want to say one more thing about this. Alleged—it's all alleged. Everything is alleged, but you can look it up because it's fascinating. It's allegedly fascinating. Yes. Thank oh, my you. God. Say her name one more time. Gwen Shamblin Lara.
0: Yeah, that's She is like, notorious.
1: And
0: mm. She's got notorious hair. Check out that hair. I'm like, see, that's another Save thing. That I'm vain. Hair. I'm vain, okay, like a lot of I people. Know. And I think it's good to be vain because... Yeah, I could not follow a cult leader who looked the way she looked.
1: I don't care. If she yeah, was that would skinny. be my problem. I I'd mean, be like, I mean, why?
0: I like, yeah, like why? It, I mean, it... if you don't, if you don't have <laughs> good judgment in your hair, I don't think you have good judgment in teaching me anything. Uh, in some of saying. the
1: some of the interviews, they actually fully talk about her hair and like they're like she was really obsessed with her hair really obsessed she's
0: she was obsessed with her hair and that's what she came out of the salon looking like okay yeah I, i'm sorry <laughs> i can't <laughs> not to be like that i will be a bitch, but girl
1: i mean i'm sorry she ruined lots of people's lives so it's okay well, it's okay also because allegedly it ruined a lot of people's lives yeah that's what i said
0: that's how delusional allegedly. she was that she could look in the mirror and be like mm, good no girl no <laughs> i just say. Oh, man. I well, mean, whew. thank you for sharing, uh, Gwen. I My notorious woman this week is a woman named Lisa Nowak. I think I'm saying Lisa that right. Nowak. Nowak. Okay. You know who this is, but I'm going to get to it. I so, do? okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Lisa Nowak was born Lisa Marie Caputo. In Washington, D.C. on May 10th, 1963 to Alfredo Caputo, a computer consultant, and Jane L. Caputo, a biological specialist. So she, you know, middle, solidly upper middle class family, uh, Washington, D.C. area in the 60s. Now, she was the oldest of three girls um, and she grew up, even though she's born in D.C., she grew up in Rockville, Maryland. Um, yeah,
1: everyone who's born in DC is growing up in like Virginia or Maryland from like that's a very general statement I just made, but every yeah. story I hear okay.
0: Now it, when she was about six in 1969, she watched the Apollo Moon mission and became interested in the space <sighs> program. Okay. And so she became obsessed with everything space, particularly in <laughs> 1978 when they introduced female astronauts. So that she was basically,
1: not until
0: 1978. 1978. Yeah. So that is basically why. Uh, so she basically was like a science and space nerd before it was cool because now it's cool, but back then it was not cool.
1: You were like okay. the one girl in the back of science class being better than everybody else. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now in high school, she was a scholar athlete. She was named Student Athlete of the Year and graduated uh, as a co valedictorian. So, um, she was a smarty pants so it's no surprise that her final year she was accepted at Brown University which is an Ivy League school and the Naval yeah. Academy at Annapolis Maryland. Oh now, okay. Her parents both her parents thought Brown was a better choice obviously cuz it's an Ivy but she want she felt like her ch- that Annapolis offered her a chance of achieving her dream of becoming an astronaut. Okay, I can see that. By going to the Naval Academy. So sh- that's where she went. She thought it was a better fit. So she went. She went off to um, uh, Annapolis. Now, Annapolis only started admitting women in 1976. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. So by the time she got there in '81, so it was only five years old. They, started, I mean, it was they had only started accepting women like five years previous.
1: So yeah. she was like the other girl on campus. Well,
0: she there. So there were other women in there, but only about. Uh, each of her four classes so it was only about six percent of the student body women made up six percent um but i mean i i know it depends on how big it is because when i was in college uh black the black population was only five percent four percent i think That is um weird. yeah so now female cadets were still harassed by male classmates in the 80s and occasionally a male professor would inform the women out loud that he did not think women belonged in the class of course you know yeah yeah My little lady brains can't take it
1: that's um, true that professor's dick was small anyways go on so she
0: but she pushed through <laughs> and she graduated um from undergrad in 1985 with a bs degree in aeronautical engineering Wow. Um, And because she graduated with her bachelor, she was commissioned as an ensign in the United States Navy. Uh, so her first assignment, oh. she chose a six month uh, secondment to Johnson Space Center, where she worked as an aerospace engineer at um, at a base near Houston, Texas. But she su- she soon moved on um, to the Naval Air Station in Pensacola in Florida for flight training. Cool. Now, even at this time, so it's eighty-five. By law, women were still banned from combat assignments. So, oh, yeah,
1: half, that's right.
0: Yeah, so half of the jobs in the Navy were unavailable to women, regardless of aptitude or ability. And there were doubts about the wisdom yeah. of training women for these jobs that were not permitted for them. So, it's basically limiting <laughs> their opportunities because yeah, of people were good with discrimination. That. Yeah. Yeah. now getting accepted into flight training was a major achievement uh and the women who did it so so it was a major achievement on the one hand so you're proud of yourself but they also had to contend with the men who resented being passed over <gasps> by a woman yeah so yeah but like my like like most women I mean, lisa just blocked that out and did the best she could I mean, and kept excelling that story
1: Yeah, that story is still being told. I it's you just girl, keep going. You know that's what I say.
0: Yeah, and it's that thing where you only hear because you're a woman, and it's like, no, I'm here because I'm I'm qualified, but but the (laughs) men can't. Yeah. Anyway, so in 1990, she entered graduate school where she earned a few advanced degrees, Um, and in 1996, she finally achieved her dream of becoming an astronaut. At least a little bit step closer to that so becoming an astronaut I had no idea like you not only have to get degrees and usually be in the armed forces but there's a lot of training on top of having several advanced degrees as well as being having been in the military
1: (laughs) so I'm not close to becoming an astronaut is what you're saying Okay. so
0: i it's not just a matter of getting a bachelor's degree or even just a just one master's degree in like let's say engineering and then becoming right. an astronaut no you have to no? get okay a master's at least two and different <laughs> forms of science depending on what what, <laughs> what what role you're serving on the crew and you also have to have military experience. So that's good to know that that the people (laughs) going to space are this smart. I think I really actually
1: like that makes sense to me because my God, like I don't throw me into space. I won't know how to get back. No, exactly. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I just be here waiting for you.
0: A passenger flight, but so I just want
1: to go on a trip somewhere. I'm tired anyway. Right.
0: (laughs) So in '95, so she she was uh, so in '96. I mean she. Was inducted into a, into the NASA astronaut program along with 34 other students. So in 1996, there were 35 students, including Lisa, and it was a class of 96, the 16th group of NASA astronauts. And it was the largest since the first class of the space shuttle astronauts, astronauts in
1: 1978.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So we're about 18 years out um and yeah so now so this is great everything is going well for lisa um shortly after she so she had been dating all along you know but you know she's very very focused but shortly after getting into this program her she and her husband richard a fellow naval officer moved to texas so she began her astronaut training again it takes several years even with astronaut training and she and her husband began I didn't. I didn't know that either. Began a family once he was in the navy, so he was moving around, and but he finally got settled down. Especially once it could have been like a financial thing, uh, because despite what people think, the armed forces don't pay as well as you think they should. Um, yeah, they don't. And so, so I'm imagining. I'm, I don't know if there's like a stipend that comes. I would imagine there's some sort of stipend or something, but they also decided to start a family. So he was stationed in texas so he didn't travel he didn't get deployed away so yeah. yeah so they were together and as a family um and he got an assignment uh near in in the same city so they could be more settled now in december of 2002 she finally got word. So from 96 to 2002, she's been training to go to space.
1: Oh my God. Wow. But
0: just in simulations, you know, right. training, physical training. Uh, but she finally got, uh, an astronaut. She got an assignment that her mission would be, uh, so she got in December of 2002. She got word that her mission would be in November. Uh, I'm sorry, in November of the follow of 2003. So okay. basically 11 months to train that she's so in 11 months, she's going to space. That was okay, in But She's been training
1: for like a hundred years at this point. Yeah. I know I'm good at the math, so I'm right. Exactly. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. But <laughs> tragically, the Columbia disaster happened three months later in February of 2003. Oh, so I that pushed a that. whole, yeah, that pushed a, pushed a whole bunch of stuff. up. So that meant, that they probably were not going to deploy in uh, f- November of 2003. So later that year, but they still oh. buckled down. Uh, and it was also personally devastating because a few of her classmates from that 1996 uh, class were on yeah. the Columbia. So Ugh, yeah, that's it was gotta a be so
1: hard and also scary.
0: Yep. Yep. Dude now around this time so we're in 2002 2003 she became close with a fellow astronaut a man by the name of william ophelin okay it's o-e-f-e-l-e-i-n Opheline.
1: i have Opheline? no idea
0: i don't know ophelin
1: ophelin uh, maybe
0: ophelin during a training course so again more training courses they were that was in canada in 2004. So 2003 okay. is a lot of that tragedy, the, you know, recovering and she's yeah. still training. Now, when the two returned back from Canada, they began an affair. Mm, he was also married. That. Yeah. He was also uh, married. And this y'all. affair went on. And so, so much that his wife, William's wife, found a series of emails between he and Lisa. So she filed for divorce and he, they were, he was divorced by May of 2005. Oh, wow. Okay. So the wife is like, I am out of here. See you. Wouldn't want to be you. Um Peace. Now, after the divorce, he moved and William moved into a small apartment, which he gave Lisa a key. She left personal okay. effects there. So it's almost like they were dating, even though she was still married. Yeah. So okay, they had a pretty on, on ongoing. Basically, they just she had an. She was living in an open marriage. Basically, that's what it seems like. Like
1: as long as like he's. She had a husband and a boyfriend. (laughs) Mm, I mean, girl, get it? You know, listen. (laughs) That is the dream.
0: Mm. No, I'm just kidding.
1: I'm a very faithful woman. I'm happily married, and he might still be in this house right now. So, (laughs) that's what I have to say about that.
0: (laughs) Lisa was getting in. She's like, I'm an astronaut. I got a husband and I got a boyfriend. So,
1: Listen, that actually sounds really exhausting to me. I'll be totally I honest know, with you. I like, I I would not want that. I would want not that. And would, children. I'd be like, no. By the time yeah, her, you also her have and her children. husband have children. Yeah.
0: That sounds exhausting to me too.
1: Yeah, no. Now. I want to read so- a book. I'm cheating on you with a book in a coffee shop. <laughs> And i used a fake name so no one could call me okay
0: (laughs) but basically she and william had a relationship because even the his other residents in his apartment complex knew her by sight (laughs) okay so so things continue on this way she's still you know they're still working on towards their um hopefully eventual um uh trip to space so uh now So the crew, so she's part of this crew. William's part. Of, so they're on the same crew. Um, and then <clears throat> shortly after another friend, former classmate from that 1996 class, a woman by the name of Stephanie Wilson, a sister, a black woman, joined the group. Okay. Um, and it was about six crew members total. So and also, I think it's one of the okay. reasons that they all train together because they're going to go to space, you know, just as yeah, they work that makes as sense. like a team.
1: Yeah. It's so, kind of like theater, you know, you're going to rehearse exactly. with the people you're on stage with. See how that so, probably doesn't make sense to most astronauts, but it makes sense to us.
0: Yeah, it, it totally makes sense. Like you you, you get Thank to you. know each other and like, yeah. yeah. So uh, you're in it together. Now the crew kept studying and working towards the goal of flight. And finally on July 1st, Independence Day uh, or Independence Weekend, uh, 2006, uh-huh. uh, Lisa, William, and the rest of the crew <clears throat> of the Discovery crew. So theirs was okay. Discovery went to space. Yes. It's oh very successful. God. And all, all in all, they spent 12 days and 18 hours and 36 minutes in space, wow. uh, in which they traveled 8 million kilometers, 5 million miles. Um, so everything went well, you know, they ran a couple of tests. It did some walks, everything re- went really, really well. And the discovery landed back at Kennedy space center on July 17. Um, so everything is great. So back on Earth, the crew members did press and they were considered heroes. They attended the Olympics. Yeah. They did interviews, traveled the world as guest speakers. It was just a phenomenal feat. Basically, the culmination of a childhood dream come true. That's so, amazing. Great. In two thousand and that was two thousand six. Now, but soon okay. after coming back and adjusting to life as sort of like a celebrity and science yeah. celebrity and I mean, listen, um, I would
1: want to be a celebrity after that. Cause that yeah. that freaks me out. That sounds, whew, literally leaving the planet. I can't. Oh my god. I was not designed I, to go to space. No. Oh,
0: I want to go to space so bad. I want to go yeah. to space so bad. Like you, you should. I
1: me. encourage you.
0: I, I, I know that totally... like, That freaks me out. Oh my god, that sounds so amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't like staring maybe... underwater for too long.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> like the I abyss be... really
1: freaks me out.
0: <laughs> you don't understand. I would be obviously it'd have to be something safe, but I would be so happy taking a trip to space.
1: Listen, uh, you make that money girl and you can,
0: I would just, I would be so happy. So, <laughs> but back now, back on earth, she has to get back to her life. Now, again, Lisa and William have been having an affair since basically <laughs> like 2004.
1: Like right. Okay. Basically yeah. 2004.
0: Yeah. It's 2007. I now.
1: think they're I think they're common law married at this point. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so, back on earth, um, you know, a couple of months go by, several months go by and they're getting adjusted yeah. to their new lives. But her marriage to Richard starts to have problems and it eventually ends up in them separating in January of 2007. I wonder why. So, I know they get back in July. So about six months later, her and Richard separate, maybe because Richard found out about William. I don't know. know, I mean something now, ironically, her relationship with William also cooled around this time.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: And although she continued to call him every, almost every day, he basically, he started dating someone else and Uh, a woman by the, yeah, a woman by the name of Colleen, uh, okay. She was also, uh, she was in the Air Force. So she was an officer, basically all nerds dating each other. <laughs> uh,
1: and it could be. It's, it's basically a Trekkie convention. Okay, exactly. go on.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could be that William was like, well, what are we doing here? Like, are you going to get a divorce? I like, mean, I get that. You yeah. know, but he he met Colleen and they he, he liked Colleen so much that he told Lisa about her. So he broke it off with Lisa. Okay lisa said she took it took the news well because he was like we can still be friends because obviously they should be friends they've been doing this for like yeah. two and a half years at least now. yeah and they went to yeah. space together so she he thought lisa took it well um and he said we can remain friends uh but colleen thought it was kind of weird i don't know how much he told colleen but she thought it was weird that lisa's bike so Lisa would did that thing where, I don't know if you watch Fleabag, where she would leave something at his house.
1: Yes, I did so watch Fleabag, had, and I did have a friend who would do that.
0: Yeah, so... I mean, that's an old, like, tactic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, dating tactic. So uh, so you have an excuse to see them. Uh, but Colleen was uncomfortable with Lisa's bike being there, and I'm pretty sure she found other stuff that, <laughs> that of yeah, to Yeah, like her
1: bra and her underwear. Yeah, go on. So
0: she asked William to get Lisa to remove it, and I... I mean, Lisa's gotta be like, your relationship is over. And also, you are married, but at this point, she's just like, just when I'm free, now we're not together. Yeah. It could be that. Who knows? I mean, yeah. Uh, now to complicate even, th- so that's on her personal life. So on her, uh, professional life, even though she's this, you know, celebrated astronaut. NASA announced that Stephanie, the sister that went to space with them, had been chosen as the mission specialist for the STS-120 mission to replace Michael Foreman. Okay. Um, basically an assignment that Lisa had hoped for. Okay. But according to one source, Stephanie was giving was chosen because she was, quote, she was a team player and well-deserving. Novak, Novak was not, end
1: quote. Ah, okay. Hmm.
0: So, sounds like Lisa's a little prickly. Uh, I think
1: maybe that's a good way of phrasing it. Or maybe just stress because she was juggling a husband and a boyfriend. I mean, for that two is a lot. Years. And two kids? My God, I can't. And training <sighs> to be an astronaut as no, well. No, no, I don't. I need a break. I need a vacation from what you just said. Okay. Exactly.
0: So, so apparently, all of this led to stress. She started spiraling. And, you know, personal life seeming seeming to go down. I think I think honestly, she's a high achiever. This is the first time in her life that things have not been working out for her.
1: That she didn't get exactly what she wanted. Exactly. And at this yeah. point,
0: she's in her thirties and she's a celebrated astronaut. Like hey, girl, if I was an astronaut, I'd be walking around stunting everybody. I'd have like my astronaut, like <laughs> outfit, you know, people wear scrubs. Mm. If they're in the, if they're yeah. a doctor, I'd be wearing my outfit everywhere. Yeah.
1: You'd have your helmet like on be, you holding girl, it. Girl, yeah.
0: I wouldn't know how to act. So,
1: <laughs> but it sounds like this
0: is the first time things have just not worked out for Lisa. So she started spiraling and she started fixating and she put all her focus, attention, anxiety, and increasing bitterness on Colleen, the oh, new Lord. girlfriend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So on February fourth, two thousand seven. So again, this happened really quickly. So yeah. she separated from her husband in January two thousand seven. Uh, but William had uh, he William had started dating Colleen back in late two thousand sixteen, but he told. Lisa about it in early 2007.
1: You mean probably
0: 2006? 2006, yes. I'm sorry. And told Lisa about it in early 2007. So I'm imagining all of this is happening like it's all condensed. So it seems like it's all happening at once to her. Right? Right. I get that. So she started fixating on Colleen. So on February 4th, 2007, Lisa Nowak packed latex gloves, a black wig, a BB pistol, uh, ammunition girl pepper spray uh-uh. a trench coat a <sighs> drilling hammer okay an eight inch f- uh, eight inch folding knife and other items
1: This is Packed literally in- a rocket <laughs> scientist. okay go on
0: this no <laughs> this is a kill kit okay this is a kill is- kit.
1: That's a kill. Ca- I've seen Dexter. I know what you need. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she got into her husband's car and drove 900 miles from Holy Houston shit. to Orlando, Florida. Of course to it confront, happened. In of course it happened in Florida, to confront Colleen. Okay. The next day, on February 5th, she went to the Orlando International Airport and waited for about uh, half an hour for uh, Colleen's plane to land but there was some mix up with Colleen so she was delayed some luggage stuff some baggage stuff so she was delayed but when she finally got everything sorted this is Colleen she took a shuttle bus to the parking area to pick up her own car Okay, Colleen would later say that she became aware of someone uh, became aware of someone following her to the airport satellite parking area when she got into her car she heard running footsteps oh my god and quickly got into the car and locked the door. Hell yeah! Just in okay. time for Lisa. To... It's like it's like it's like a scene from a movie to like slap the window it. like. Ah.
1: <laughs> you can't have my man or any oh of my, my mans. I have so many mans, but they're all mine. <laughs> can you imagine that she knows what she
0: looks like? because She's a famous astronaut. Yeah. She has a bad wig. You know oh she got the God. wig for Party City. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You know it was on sale, okay? <laughs> and, and she was just like Ugh.
0: <laughs> So she's at the window and Colleen's like, What the hell is going on? As, and then she says, She tried to open the door. When that didn't work, Lisa right. asked her, Oh, I need a ride. So it's like it's like a <laughs> it's like a roller coaster <laughs> of emotions. Mm. Uh, I just need a ride. <laughs> yeah. And I then don't give rides. <laughs> and then Lisa started crying.
1: Oh my god. So it's like, ah, I just need a ride. <laughs> oh my
0: God. It's oh just my like god. a lot.
1: A lot's going on. So I would like now, to play Lisa in the TV movie of this just for that moment. That would be oh so god. fun. Oh my God. <laughs> now, Colleen, both of these people are highly, highly.
0: Intelligent, skilled, accomplished people. Yeah. Colleen did something so dumb. Like somebody shows up with a wig and a trench coat, like their inspector gadget, (laughs) and trying to get into my car. Mm
1: -mm. I was just like, I would just
0: drive away immediately. Drive away. No, Colleen rolls down the
1: window a few inches.
0: What? And Lisa sprays her with
1: pepper spray. Of course she does.
0: What? Thankfully, it didn't work. So Colleen was able to drive off and she immediately called the cops. Um, I guess Lisa didn't have a backup plan, even though she, this woman's literally <laughs> an astronaut. And she didn't really think this thing she through. She has because, like,
1: two or three master's degrees. Okay. okay. <laughs>
0: right. So she's like several, several OPD airport <laughs> division officers arrive yeah. minutes later with the first op- officers observing her throwing a bag in the trash at the parking shuttle bus. Like, I just you want know, to point, there's cameras around.
1: I just want to point out that she is doing this in the parking lot of an airport. <laughs> if there's ever a place you're going to be in which the police can arrive immediately, it's an airport. Okay.
0: Oh, my God. So she's, like, trying to throw away the evidence. Like, girl, <laughs> just get into the getaway car and leave and throw yeah. the evidence out there. Don't
1: be like, let me see if I can haul this over into this trash right here.
0: No, She's dilly-dallying around the airport and they arrested her.
1: Yeah. They arrested
0: her on charges of attempted kidnapping, battery, attempted vehicle burglary with the battery, mm-hmm. and destruction of evidence. Well, she did now, that. And so apparently Colleen had a handwritten request for a restraining order against Lisa after her arrest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And in it, she referred to an acquaintance of, of her boyfriend. But did not okay. identify William. She claimed that Lisa had been stalking her for two months. Probably. Lisa told investigators she was involved in a relationship with William. Uh, this is what Lisa told them when they confronted her, which she described as being, quote, more than a working relationship, but less than a romantic relationship. So she's still equivocating. Wow. like, eh. <laughs> uh, But citing evidence of an elaborate planning disguises and weapons uh-huh. police recommended yeah. should be held without bail. So she was great. Okay. Now two fellow astronauts, can you imagine somebody calls you about this mm-hmm. on, on me? So they're trying to help their friend. So they appeared before the judge on don't, Lisa's behalf. Don't,
1: don't do this shit. I don't want that phone call. I mean, if I, I, will ever do th- this, I will go to court and I will speak on your behalf, but I don't want to i guess is i need point.
0: you to do that for me but i also need you to come and find me and clown the hell out of me
1: girl you know you're gonna look good i got glitter. you it's you gonna be great you need to
0: come and be like inspector gadget really okay this is
1: what we're doing <laughs> dun,
0: dun, 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 dun,
1: dun. <laughs> i'll be like well you did your research i'm here yeah. for you
0: <laughs> okay so almost done here so so they came and they ap- appeared before her on her behalf. And basically the um the her attorney in the pre-trial release, they remarked that her good work should count for something. She's an astronaut. Yes. I mean, right. Okay. So the judge was like, yeah. So she was ordered. Lisa was ordered uh to be released on fifteen thousand dollar bail under, under the condition that she wore a tracking device and had no contact with Colleen okay but before she could be released opd orlando police department uh charged her with attempted first degree murder and announced that she would not be released on bail i mean so
1: yeah i mean
0: yeah um this is the one time the opd got it right just, i was
1: just gonna say i'm I'm agreeing with florida cops right now and i don't know how to feel about yeah. that Yeah, rarely do here we
0: so are. in the first arraignment um she, so her lawyers pushed back that she had already been granted bail and they pressed, uh, so this, the serious charges was just to keep her in there. So the, in the second arraignment, she was charged with attempted first degree murder with a deadly weapon. Mm. Uh, so the judge raised, uh, the bail by $10,000, um, in addition. So just a higher bail and she posted it. I was gonna uh, say, she she's probably really-
1: got that money. Yeah
0: especially I would imagine that they had like endorsement deals after coming yeah. back to space and like, uh, and then Colleen surprisingly dropped the protection order on February 15th. I feel like William probably. Yeah. talked That's, to her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know now, what he said though. Cause I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I would be like, yes, forever. You can go nowhere near me.
0: Again, like you're, I, it would be because you could think maybe she just had a momentary lapse in judgment because she I don't is care. Like this Great. decorated so, astronaut.
1: You know what? That's fine. But when it comes to me and my body, you can stay away and go live the rest of your life.
0: That's no, fine. if it was me, I would have. I would say, listen, you want to solve this out like women outside? You want yeah. to go toe to toe with me? No, no, this <laughs> disguises. Let's do this, girl. Let's do it. <laughs> um, that's kind of bitch i am now
1: okay, a few yeah, months I'm not, later I'm not like that like i run away
0: okay no no i totally especially if you don't come after me in a bad way come on girl we gotta do yeah, this yeah that's true now a few months later in april of 2007 florida prosecutors florida prosecutors released more materials in the case so this is how we know about her so the previous week oh. the judge had agreed to unseal some of the documents about the items Found in Lisa's car after her oh, arrest. Okay, among them were handwritten notes on uh, USS Nimitz uh, stationery listing sh- uh, Colleen's flight information on one flight controller's log paper listing, wow. including sneakers, plastic gloves, contacts, cash, an umbrella, and black sweats. A floppy disk that contained photos of Lisa riding a bike in a bicycle race and fifteen images. Uh, depicting an unidentified woman in different stages of undress
1: oh my god
0: oh Uh, she's
1: okay yeah no you can go nowhere near me not ever okay
0: now and also other items that were listed were photographs and drawings depicting scenes of bondage okay that's not good that's bad Along with ca- uh, more cash, four brown paper bags with 69 orange pills that were not publicly identified. Okay. okay. Two flash drives, USB flash drives found in the car. They contained family pictures, digital movies, and NASA-related materials. Investigators concluded the info on the disk and USB drives did not have any direct direct relationship to the kidnapping attempt, and it made me think of the classified documents. <laughs> Even
1: oh my god <laughs> yep so everybody has
0: them now everyone
1: has them. <laughs> it's a thing. now
0: back when uh lisa and william were having an affair he provided her with a, a cell phone to contact her okay phone records show that she called him at least 12 times and sent seven different text messages the day after he returned from his space shuttle flight so he got into town in December so she had heard about Colleen like so basically they're showing okay. a pattern of her like just calling 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 again you got a husband girl like send me down yeah. like yeah, send me down Um, William in his, when he talked to authorities, he said that he and Lisa had broken up and he did think that she took it well, but he did admit that they had lunch, that he had lunch with her in his apartment at least once in January. And they continued to train together for the bicycle race and they went to the gym together. So he's thinking everything's cool. He's thinking she's a cool chick because he's he's a dude and he doesn't realize how this works. Mm -mm.
1: Um, no, he does not.
0: On May 11th, 2007, authorities released surveillance video from the airport terminal (laughs) showing Lisa (laughs) waiting for about an hour and then putting on the trench coat and following Colleen after she had uh, followed her to baggage claim.
1: You know, if there's one thing that will clue me in that someone is stalking me, it is if they've put on a trench coat and then started walking (laughs) behind me. That's, uh, I know then. So
0: ask now, for help at a pre-trial hearing held on s- July 17th of that year. They move fast in this case. Yeah. Um, further uh, and, and further hearings. They her defense argued that first they were going to try the uh, insanity plea. Okay. Uh, and because according to documents submitted by her lawyer, her lawyer, her her lawyer,
1: lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. lawyer, lawyer. Oh Lawyer. Lawyer. I, I can do you. it. I did it. Yeah. I did it before. Yeah. Lisa was. Ev- <laughs> you literally speak for a living. Anyways, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, God. It's okay. It's okay. Lisa, La, 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 Lisa ma, 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 was ma, ma, ma.
0: evaluated by two okay. psychiatrists who diagnosed her with obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Okay. Asperger's syndrome. Okay. And they said that she had a single episode of major depressive disorder and a brief psychotic disorder with marked stressors. So basically she snapped.
1: Yeah. Okay. She has,
0: I could see the obsessive compulsive personality personality disorder and Asperger's because she strikes me as maybe being sometimes really, really smart. People are like that. Like she's so driven and she was a nerd, a math and science nerd before that was cool.
1: And it and it does so, like, it, it helps you get it done, you know, like you have that drive and that focus.
0: Yeah, but it also the the borderline, the compulsive disorder, the obsessive that is like that 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 would explain her relationships yeah. with William when he broke it off, and like she just started to spiral, and yeah. Um. So, uh, but on so her so at first they were like we're going to plead insanity. But on May 15th of 2009, it was reported that she would not if her case went to trial. So the trial was scheduled for December 7th, 2009, but it it didn't happen. Oh, why not? She decided to plead, plead it out. So she pled guilty to felony burglary and misdemeanor uh, battery as part of a plea deal. She was sentenced to a year's probation and two days already served in jail with no additional jail time. Uh, two years later, in 2011, she petitioned the court to seal the record of her criminal proceeding, citing harm to her family and their livelihood. And the motion was granted because,
1: okay. obviously,
0: the military frowns upon this yeah. kind of behavior.
1: I, uh, I, like, I hope so, honestly.
0: So, after this, that whole incident of her trying to kill... Oh, and I just mm-hmm. want to just remind you. So... She was known as the woman who wore adult diapers to drive and kill her her sexual rival.
1: Wait, this is the woman. So when she drove nine hundred miles, she did not stop and she peed in a diaper.
0: She peed in a diaper.
1: <laughs> See, here's what I'm going to say. I know it was like insanity or she snapped, but like she walked into Party City. She walked down the aisle. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Where are the wigs? You know, and they it's over there, ma'am. Thank you so much, and then picked the wig. You know what I'm saying? Like this. Is, do you have adult diapers at this store? What what aisle are they on? Like this, this is a little premeditation sh- going on.
0: Maybe I shouldn't say adult diapers. I have a feeling they were astronaut. Like what astronauts? Astronaut use, like, adult diapers. Diapers. So this is she's Listen, a diaper. Is a diaper. And diapers are diapers. She's notorious <laughs> for this because I remember when yeah. people talked about this, they were like, did you hear about the astronaut who wore adult diapers? <laughs>
1: like, so. It's so funny because you said I knew her and I'm listening to the story and I was like, something familiar. And then you're like, she got in a car and drove and I was like, oh my God, this feels, yeah. The adult yeah. diapers. Yeah. Like, well, there's a faraway memory, but it's there.
0: Yeah. Oh, my So love, love. the She's Navy been- was like, the Navy <laughs> but, was like, yeah. Say what now? Uh, So they had been (laughs) jumping at the bit to get to her after all of this broke. So they insisted that they were waiting for like the the uh, the non uh, military uh, law to take its course. And so to, to, you know, to um, to deal with them. So they insisted that Lisa and William be returned to the Navy from NASA, because, again, NASA is the non military. uh, Right. Wing. Right. Uh, even though people, it's got a military pipeline. So because of that, the Navy said because they had violated Navy's rules of pre- uh, prohibiting adultery, because that was part um, of their rules. Yeah. Okay. They wanted to take further action. So she did receive prior to that, though she did receive the Space Flight Medal on two thousand six in two thousand six, because again, she's a celebrated um, yeah uh, astronaut. Uh, But a naval a Naval Board of Inquiry consisting of uh, some top officials voted on April 19, 2010 to recommend that she be separated from the Navy with an other than honorable discharge. So it wasn't uh, dishonorable, it was other than, it was other than honorable discharge. I like that they have a neutral discharge. Yeah, and a reduction in rank. I think it affects their pension,
1: I think. Probably, probably. Yeah. But, like, so, don't try to kill someone and that won't happen.
0: I know. So. And a reduction in rank from captain to commander. Um, she retired from the Navy uh, with other than, like I said, honorable discharge um, on December and in September of 2011. So that's why when she petitioned to have it, uh, the court oh, seal yeah. her record, because I would imagine that that would affect her. Because nowadays she could just have a reality show but in 2011 yeah.
1: this <laughs> would be so harmful true. this
0: would be bad press she
1: would be like yeah now
0: it's good and i would press. watch the hell out of it i ain't mm. gonna even lie i'm that basic like if she had a reality oh. show
1: i totally would watch it um i watch all of love is blind i cannot it, judge mm. I, yeah exactly mm-mm.
0: now on a personal note she and richard did divorce uh it became final in 2008 and she was given uh full custody of their two three children now
1: in 2017 she was given full custody of their children after trying to kill somebody. I
0: think that because of her previous um and I could see this like I don't know what her state of mind afterwards. I don't know if afterwards when she like yeah. snapped out of it she was like, "Oh my god, and mortified that she And maybe she
1: got help. Like I we don't know, yeah. but like maybe she was like, "Let me like let me let me fix this. <laughs> let me not have this happen again." Yeah, yeah, people can like, change. People can grow. I, I like that. But also, that. like, it, because it's so
0: insane, she must have just snapped. Yeah. Like, she just had, like, and not like she didn't know what she was doing, but, like, she just had, like, girl, what are you doing?
1: You know, we all need, like, snap out of it. Like, from, like But, like, <laughs> man, she had to like, walk down the aisle and pick the wig. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She had to be yeah. like, I need but, a good know, bag. For this but trip, you, know what? you know,
0: again, yeah. she is a highly successful human being up to this point. I think there's a part when everything's gone, basically the way that you've planned. Yeah, there's a okay. big part of you that doesn't quite understand that not doing the right thing also has consequences because she's been doing the right thing since she was a kid. Right.
1: Inter- so, interesting point of view, actually. Yeah.
0: I'm not making excuses for uh, but I just feel like. It seems out of character. Um, it, it does seem and out of character. Like, would she, the fact that she had like the, the, the hammer and the, the, the thing? I'm so glad she didn't get a hold. Cause I actually think she would have harmed Colleen had she gotten a, a hold of her in that moment. I do think that. I absolutely I think so do too. think that. But I also think that afterwards, and perhaps that's why, you know, William talked to Colleen's like, drop it afterwards when she re- really realized what she almost had done she's probably thankful that she wasn't able to do it and it's like oh my god what the fuck i'm hoping i'm just assuming but that is my hope and perhaps because she had that kind of attitude with the people in her personal life that she was able to get custody of her children um in 2017 people magazine reported that she was living quietly in texas and she was working in the private sector um, her attorney also stated that she had been doing she was doing well in 2007. Um, OK, so I'm hoping that it was a temporary kind of like,
1: yeah, yeah, we have to know, forget like we do have to forgive and allow people to grow and
0: have grace and for like, people and ourselves. And yeah. You know, Yeah, so, it's interesting.
1: Going back real quick to the to Gwen Jamlin story, pe- people who were sort of victimized or who let's say, allegedly right uh, spoke as, as to how they were victimized by, by this place, the mm, alleged cult. Um, they talk about how like people judge us for, for falling for it. And they're right, like, right. You know, and I, right. And it's like, you can't, you have to have grace for that in order to grow and, and, and be able to do better and get better. So I, Yeah. Uh, And again, I'm not making excuses
0: for this because I do think she would have hurt Colleen. But I think it's also important to be like we've I've I've done things. And I think the the longer you live life, I've done things not obviously not trying to kill people uh, and get in a Mm -hmm. car and drive, you know, 400 (laughs) miles. You want to tell me about things? things (laughs) I know. I've done things and I'm like, what was I smoking? Like, what is wrong with you, girl? Like, that's why you need people in your life that you listen to that'll be like, no, that's a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes yes
0: but you also have to listen I mean, to those people
1: <laughs> you do you do and you have to be open to the idea that maybe you don't always have the best ideas
0: you know yeah like- we we see celebrities all the time tweeting stuff that they should just log off like it's like no girl right. this ain't it like no like why did you send this <laughs> like and, and in the moment they're mm-hmm. like yeah i'm gonna kill him with this and then they and then they get canceled <laughs> for some stupidity
1: a uh, right. stupid thing
0: they've said and and then they feel like they have to double down. A lot of people have caught themselves like because people respond negatively and then they double down and it's like, no, and then yeah. later on they're like, Oh yeah, I was tripping, like but um <laughs> Lisa was doing a little bit more than tripping, but as you can imagine her story mm. has been adapted for television. Obviously Law and Order has covered I'm it. Ready. Um, I haven't 2000- seen it yet, but I'm gonna Of course. A two thousand eight <laughs> song called Road Trip. <laughs> Talks about it. Um, a, a Astra music video, I Love You More Than You Love Yourself, is uh, references this whole thing with Lisa Nowak. Um, and <clears throat> um, I guess the, the lead singer played the role of Lisa in the video. So it kind of like, you know, a videos like, it's like...
1: Oh, I'm going to watch that right now. Yeah.
0: So, and that is called, it's 2017 Astra music video for I Love You More Than You Love Yourself. Um and just numerous other things. Also in 2019, in a film "Lucy in the Sky," Natalie Portman uh starred in it, produced it, and it's loosely based yeah. on Lisa Nowak's story. So,
1: oh my God, I have to
0: watch that Oscar winner Natalie Portman doing so. Yeah, that is Lisa Nowak, the uh, astronaut who wore adult diapers to go and kill her romantic
1: rival. Uh,
0: oh, you're welcome. amazing. Thank (laughs) you. You're welcome. Uh, So I guess that wraps it up for another episode of Notorious Women Podcast. (laughs) Guys, remember to follow us on all the things. Remember to share our podcast also. Um, Share, you know, uh, we always say copy. Go to uh, your podcast listener of choice app, whether it be Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Copy it and then text it, email it to your friend so they can just click on it. And get them to download, subscribe. We love subscribers. Also, if you want to support us uh, to so we can continue doing this and doing um, uh, even more things and bringing you some extra content, uh, you can become a patron on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash NotoriousWomen. And Miriam's going to tell you how you can contact us via
1: email and IG. Well, that's right. Okay, so email is... Uh, notoriouswmpod at gmail.com we also have IG which is so easy it's Notorious Women Podcast you can also DM us uh, if that's easier in this day and age if you will Um come join us on Instagram it's a good time we have fun yeah. with it Um yeah. and if you have any thoughts, ideas, or reactions, email let us know yeah
0: absolutely um, yeah and thank you guys again we appreciate you always listening and downloading and sharing us with your friends and family and loved ones and we will see you guys next week bye 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 produced by Ottavita Studios connect your voice to
1: the world